You're listening to The Local Beat, a podcast from 88.1 WKNC. The Local Beat is a weekly radio show featuring live, in-studio performances and interviews with local North Carolina musicians. The Local Beat is hosted by DJ What's-Her-Face and DJ Sparrow on Tuesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. Make sure to follow WKNC on SoundCloud at WKNC881 and on the Apple Store so that you never miss an episode. Enjoy. WKNC. This is a local beat, your favorite specialty station where we interview local artists. And you have been listening to local band Poinsettia's new album, Charter Sphere, for uh, the past, oh wow, 30 minutes. Wow. Nice. Uh, You were just listening to Lonely Bars and before that, Charter Sphere by Poinsettia. And yeah, we are chilling. They are playing a show tomorrow at School Kids Records with Love Utter. Love Utter. Yep. Love Utter. That's such an interesting <laughs> band name. <laughs> so you guys are from Raleigh? Yes. Or live in Raleigh? Live in, we live in Raleigh and living here a long time. Yeah, I'm from the Triangle. I grew up in Chapel Hill. Nice. And uh, Vince, you're from? I was born in Laurenburg. North Carolina. Oh, where's that? It's south. It's kind of near um, Fayetteville, kind of near, a little beyond Southern Pines and all. Nice. Yeah, southwest, southwest, I guess. So you guys told me earlier that you started the band around three or four years ago. Tell me a little bit about how the three of you came to find each other and decide that it was right to start a band. Well, that's interesting. So... I'd played in a few bands prior, and the last band I'd played in was with my buddy Brandon, and we played acoustic music, which I liked. Um, And the only thing I didn't like about playing acoustic music is when you play a show, often people were talking louder than you were playing, or just kind of wanted to command the space a little bit. And I'd played in rock bands before, and really... Just kind of was like, okay, I want to play in a band where you, when you start playing, it's like you can't hear, you only hear yourself and you can do, you know, and and then what, what is that sound, you know? And so I think five years ago or something, I started, you know, writing more for the electric guitar and particularly kind of distorted um, electric guitar sounds. And at that time, Matt, who is our drummer, um, I think he had moved back to town. I think he had lived out of, I can't remember where he was even living, maybe like Arkansas or somewhere. Um, he moved and we just like threw out, we were throwing it out every now and then. I think he had played some drums in the band in high school or something. And I don't think he'd ever owned a set of drums, but he was really into wanting to play drums. I had a, and I, I also played drums. So I had drums in the basement nice. and I want to say at some point I was like, dude, we, we need to start a band. And it was more that who who will do this? Because I don't know many people who, at that time, I didn't know many people who would just be into starting a band. And he was happened to be one of them. And um, we probably started playing. We started playing probably every week and writing some stuff. And then we had another guy that was playing bass for a little while. I think I was telling you, and it just didn't work out. And then um, I've known Finley 
for a very long time. Oh, Actually, we were roommates. We were roommates back in South Carolina when we lived together in Columbia. Yeah, and I, I knew you in school too a little bit. <laughs> and I knew him in, at Clemson. We went to Clemson for mm. undergraduate. Um, and the, the way I came back in Raleigh, actually, I was at graduate school at NC State. So, but uh, we knew each other then, and uh, Finley played in a a very well-known um, Clemson band uh, called One Three Four, an amazing uh, basis for that band. And I think we'd even played in some other band, just short-lived projects at some point. Mm-hmm. The um, Lids. The Lids. The lids. The lids. And, uh, and then we, <laughs> I think I was just like, Finley, would you be into knowing how busy he was? Yeah. Would you be into doing this? The timing was great because I hadn't played in, with anybody for many years. And I was kind of itching to pick up the bass again and play some. And so when Vince called up, I was like, yes, I'm into that. <laughs> I'll play some music. Yeah. So it just happened to be there was three people that were pretty excited to be having that that kind of outlet or having that creative outlet because like, once again, we're both, we're all really busy. And, um, and, and I want to, I'm going to just go out there and say that I think to, it's probably been four, three or four years since we started. And I think we're all pretty excited still about doing it. I mean, you kind of can't keep something going if you're yeah, not excited about exactly. it. Right. Cause I know for a fact, I played in bands where it just, just the energy wasn't there. I didn't like it. I didn't like where it was. And I was just like, ah, I can't, mm-hmm. can't keep doing this. But for me, um, I can very much say that I'm totally into, you know, I don't think we get, I mean, it helps to get a little recognition every now and then, but at the same time, I don't really care. It's like we're, we've been writing songs and playing shows and that's fun and yeah, we'll, we'll probably keep doing it. So That's, that's what it should be about. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like with, with anything, like once you start doing it just for recognition or money, it, it kind of loses its wonder. It's kind of like the curse of becoming a successful band is like you start, it's like a job after a certain point. For sure. Agreed. For sure. But hopefully you guys will get to higher success and fame. I would like to think, I I mean, just like being here, just trying to get more people. You just want people to hear your music. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't necessarily can't make them like it, but I think just getting an opportunity where you can get your music, you know, out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of bands that I don't really like that much, but they've got a heck of a promotional team going for them and yeah. they get their music out. And you're like, gosh, if we can just get, be played here and there. Mm-hmm. It just, you know. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Because we put a lot of work into it and yeah. we want people to hear it, you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah, great. I mean, I'm really impressed by the sound of your music. Tell me a little bit about your influences, your musical influences. And kind of like bands that are similar to your sound. People ask us about our influences. I never know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) I think I certainly listen to a lot of like alternative rock and punk, you know, from the 80s. Nice. Still still do somewhat. I try to listen to some new stuff too, but I kind of gravitate back to music from that era a lot. Um, I I think that we all have pretty eclectic influences. You know, I, I talk to these guys about music and and they tell me bands that I've never heard of, and then uh, then we you know, share ideas and go listen to them. And and uh, uh, sure, I, I agree with that. Like I guess I'm I I've gone through so many. I'm not gonna say phases, but I've listened to so much music now. Um, from I think I got into you know everybody starts out with like maybe not everybody, but 
what, what's on the radio. You know, the only music I knew from when I was a young teenager was like whatever's, and we didn't have any cool college radio stations where I grew up, trust me. It was like whatever, classic rock and pop radio. But then, you know, at some point I got into like rap music. And then I got into when when I was in undergraduate school, I was also a DJ at, uh, at Clemson and had an exposure to a ton of music there. What's Clemson's radio station's name? WSBF. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Legit. Wizbiff. Wizbiff. <laughs> That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, got into, like, uh, at the time, there were some really cool bands actually coming out of this area, like Polvo, Archers of Loaf, um, I mean, Erectus Monotone. Um, there's a ton of really great bands with a very unique sound. Um, and then there were other, I was really into, like, kind of slow core music, like Codeine. Um, I was into the Red House Painters. Uh, and then everything from punk to just the slowest melodic stuff out there, uh, and everything in between. And then, you know, since then I've got into jazz. Hey Matt, Matt just walked in. Welcome. Awesome. Come around to a mic over here. There's a We're chair. We're live, Matt. Waiting for you. Still talking about musical influences. We are huh. talking about musical influences. Oh, were influences. you, were you listening in your car? Yeah. Nice. Well, welcome. We're so glad to have you join us. Yeah, longest week ever. Sorry, I'm late. That's all right. So I hear you're the drummer for Poinsetta. Yep, that's true. Um, my first oh. live. Oh, sorry, my first live uh, performance ever uh, was with Poinsetta at Neptune's. Um, no way. I guess about a little over two years ago, right? Yeah, two and a half, three, yep. maybe. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Um, and it, I'd been playing drums. Uh, off and on uh, for a long time, but had never been in, in a band really. Um, never what? owned my own drum set. Never played original music. Oh yeah, we so. were talking about how his basement drum set was your first uh, sit down for Poinsettia yep. kind of set. So do you have a set now? A personal set? Uh, very excited. Actually, our our uh, our show tomorrow is the first time I'm playing. My new um, Apex set I just got. Oh my gosh! Really congratulations! Nice. Wait, so you're not even gonna have time to like dust, like unpackage it and test them out before the set tomorrow? No, we've practiced with okay, it. Okay, uh, It sounds really good. It has good. a 24 inch kick drum, which has changed my life. Uh, wow. Changed their lives too. So, yeah. it, yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming that's bigger pain. than how. Yeah, that's really nice. Congratulations! Yeah, Those are big things. Yeah. Big things for Poinsettia. Indeed. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that sounds like a really nice set. Congratulations. That's good, but I don't, I don't interrupt whatever you were talking about when I... <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we were just talking about musical influences. I think I'd kind of run, run run, across some... I mean, without... I mean, I could just... So many eras of different music, and... Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. We can go over to, to Matt, and he can tell us about some of yeah, his influences. Yeah, tell us one advantage you. of being You're... old is uh, <laughs> we've, we've, like, we have a lot of different influences. Really. <laughs> Um, and we were we were on a we were interviewed on a uh, another radio show recently, and um, the interviewer pointed out that drummers tend to have the most diverse uh, music interests. Oh, uh, that would make sense. Or, or, or tastes. Mm -hmm. um, and so I have a wide range of uh, things that I enjoy, uh, everything from electronic to metal. Um, but when I was a kid, I was uh, really into metal, um, and in college, uh, into heavier music. Um, and I have a not like a handful of drummers who are really influential 
for me, and probably the two, uh, one's really well-known, uh, Jimmy Chamberlain from Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, and so I, I, I think there is kind of a, a, a 90s feel to some of the music. We've had people say that. Yeah, uh, can't help it. Can't help it. That's our age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, Will Good from a band called Wilderness that is from Baltimore. Uh, really incredible drummer. Nice. Um, so, yeah, drummer influences and then a wide range of tastes. So I'm interested about the fact that you never played in a band until you played with Pinsetta. How did you develop? So you just played drums for fun, just on your own throughout your life? Uh, that's a good question. Well, being around these guys, uh, they know a lot about music. And um, I heard you say when I was in the car on the way over here that we tell you about bands you've never heard of. Oh, I don't absolutely. think I've ever told you about a band you've never heard of. Yeah, wilderness. And you wilderness have, and you have never check. talked about a band that I have heard of. So <laughs> um, these guys, you know, kind of know all the deep cuts, uh, deep tracks of, nice. of, you know, a lot of really good music. Um, so that's been fun to be around for sure. Uh, and I played a little bit of drum set in college, but not much. And really had taken about an 18-year break from, wow. uh, from a drum set before I started playing with Vince in his basement and um, even before Finley joined us. Uh, and I really had always wanted to play the drum set and have always loved drums. And so uh, it was just a real opportunity. And it was it was pretty bad at first. Uh, oh, and yeah. is getting uh, getting better and better. So He's gotten good pretty fast, definitely. It's definitely yeah, some I'm, muscle I'm, memory to develop. Yep, yes, space, spatial memory. I'm amazed at some of the stuff you come up with. And Matt's one of those guys that, is a de- I, I grew up, I didn't grow up, but I played drums um, f- since being a teenager, and I was always just kind of self-taught. But Matt, what's amazes me, and I can never do it, is listening to other drummers and then being able to pick out what they're doing and imitate it, like play it. Sometimes. But, but I mean, <laughs> but, but using that is like, is like a, a way to study, you know, like mm-hmm. just for hours, puts on the headphones and plays and then comes in practicing like, look, I learned this role from whatever song, and you're like, yeah, that is, you learn that role from that song, and that's not that's not hard that's that's a hard role, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing that you can you're sitting there just you know going through that those you know the practice and the motions and you know the the thought process to to come mm-hmm. up with those. So yeah, nice. Yeah, you just got to do it over and over again. I feel like that goes for any instrument though. Just build mm-hmm. up the memory. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. Nice, and that, that reminds me. That's one one band that is fun to play along with. That is nothing like our music. Is uh, Hot Chip. I don't know if you know that, oh, that band. Yeah, super, yeah, super, super weird. I don't even know what you'd call them. They, they're like they're <laughs> like the band with no influences. They just make up their own stuff. But uh, their their drums are really unusual. Wow, are they still uh, active? I feel like I haven't heard anything. Yeah, they had something come out maybe like two or three years ago. Okay, uh, the the album that Hirachi Lights is on was called Why Make Sense. I think mm-hmm. it's only like three years old or so. Nice. But, yeah. Yeah, that's a throwback. I haven't really listened to Hot Chip in a while. Oh, man, they're awesome. Yeah, they're keep, great. Keep throwing it back. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I need to revisit. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about we go ahead and play more songs? Should we keep playing from the new album, or should we take it back? Um, If you want it, you, we could do, I don't know, we could do one more from the new album, since you've already got it queued up, maybe Overhead Wires. Okay. Which is in a different kind of, like, we, we recorded it way different than we play it live, so that might be something worth just... Getting a little. Is it overhead wires angle? or overhead lines? I don't even know what we call it. Overhead. It says wires on wires, the yeah. album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's the decision. Let's do it. Was yeah. there some like conflict on what's the name of that song? I, 
No, I, I probably just don't remember. Oh. Oh, I, I thought it was over headlines. I thought it was I think good. I sing it differently than I named than it's named. Now that it's in print. I yeah, guess it's in print. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it says wires. Sounds like it's overhead yeah. wires. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll let the listener decide. Um, if you're just tuning in, this is a local beat on WKNC 88.1. I'm interviewing a local band, Poinsettia, right now. And we are going to keep playing songs off of their new album. And we will be right back after a few short announcements. Um, this is Overhead Wires. WKNC, you are tuned into the local beat, and you have been listening to music recorded by Poinsettia, the past two songs. Oh, and they're actually sitting in front of me. We're we're in an active interview right now. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Welcome back. It's not just me, I promise. Um, You were just listening to a couple of songs off of their second album? First. First. That was the first one. Oh, so you have two albums. Sorry. For some reason, I keep feeling like you guys have a million albums, but it's just two. Just two. That's fine. They're great albums. You're just listening to the song Neon Lights, which is apparently their banger song. Or you said the kids like it, so that's like, like yeah. that's like what a banger, what's the definition of a banger in my opinion? <laughs> it was a banger. And then before that, um, Sympathy, right? Yes. That's right. Yeah. And then before that song, it was a song off of their new album called Charter Sphere, and you heard Overhead Wires. Yes. And there was a bit of a mishap with the naming, it seems like. What, so I'm still confused. Is is it ne- is it are the lyrics in the song different? Does it not say overhead wires or? Uh, I think it says overhead lines in the song. <laughs> That's fine though. I mean they're the same thing, right? Overhead lines, overhead lines, wires, wires. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Overhead wires. Yeah. I guess it puts the it gives like the true definition. When you say lines, like it could be more of like an abstract thing. It could be. That's true. And, you know, that's the lyric in the song, but I guess the name, maybe the title just kind of narrows it down for you. I don't know. I, don't I think of it as, <laughs> as, you know, when I first heard the name, I thought of power transmission lines. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was kind of thinking of. You have that's a lineman was, works yeah. on, on power lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call them wires. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I was thinking about. But, you know, to the outside listener, you got to really, like, clear it up. You <laughs> avoid jargon. It's wires. <laughs> it's not just lines on a paper. It's not like art lines. It's like actual electrical wires. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, is there, it's, I haven't, unfortunately I haven't been able to hear the lyrics verbatim, but tell me a little bit about some themes that you like to cover in your music. Mm. Okay, I'll try to. Maybe talk a little bit about uh, Overhead Wires was just one of those songs that maybe got into a little maybe may may have even been sparked by just the idea of Overhead Wires and bringing you what they bring you. And so that was sparked. I like that. Yeah. Part part of the lyrics on that song, if I can even remember them exactly, um, is, uh, you know, bring bring overhead wires and it's you know bringing you advertisements that's kind of the way Mm. i look at it in a lot of cases like these wires that are everywhere of course they bring you power and all this other stuff but they're bringing you a ton of advertisements ads ads um and so there's something about that in terms of the lyrics and then overhead um 
I'm trying to think of the second verse right now. Overheard liars. Mm. Overheard, overhead wires, overheard liars. Uh, wow, it's like a big brother. Solicitations versus advertisement. And it just kind of goes, you know. It just, nice. That's some dystopian you know. stuff right there. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Honestly, we don't know where Vince comes up with the lyrics. And <laughs> I don't, as the drummer, I can't hear anything he's doing really uh and i I only know certain parts of certain songs like recognizable lyrics and uh they also a lot of them seem kind of nostalgic there is some some songs that one wouldn't be but you know i'm trying to think which one the other ones we played um the song sincerely for example is yeah for sure sincerely which we haven't played but we could play that one that's a that was that is a complete throwback to a time when you wrote letters to people Mm. And we can we can play that at R.I.P. at some point, but um, yeah, exactly. R.I.P. You um, should still write handwritten thank you notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and people crucial people do, you know. And sympathy, you know, in terms of the lyrics on that was um, sympathy. I call it sympathy for the architect. I mean, both me and Matt are architects, and man, sometimes it can be. It's usually a pretty good job, but sometimes it can be tough, and and it's also kind of a, a critique of the city. The, the lyric on there is, you know, the city is only beautiful at night. And I really do think that about a lot of times. Yeah, so I was actually I. having a conversation with a friend the other day. Like, the tallest building is what, the Wells Fargo building downtown? Or the... The PNC. The PNC yeah. building? Yeah. Like, okay, the tallest building in a downtown city needs to be pretty. They need to update that building, in my opinion. R- Raleigh has a pretty banal skyline, uh, and it's much more beautiful at night. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Almost everything with lights is beautiful, you know, and yeah. so, you know, you can be, you can string up one Christmas tree light in your den and it looks cool. <laughs> That's you know? all it I takes. Mean, which is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's great. At night, you know, it, just a skyline is just with light. Light, you find a plane to look down and just and see lights. It's just, it's just, I just amazing. I feel like even the lights in the PNC building are gross. Like, they just really need to update the, it's like visual, what's the word I'm looking for? Vomit. Yeah, well, hey, <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, they, they, I might not have quite said it that way, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, being an architect is like, I think you're even more, heck, I think a lot of people are critical of the visual environment, and um, it's just amazing what does get built and what is shaped, and that these are the things that shape your, your world, you know, this mm-hmm. is your, your physical environment that yeah. you're in every day. And, oh, and pollution is the word I really was looking uh, for, not vomit. <laughs> It's just not. I mean, I think that's, that's why we do what we do is to try to try to hope that we're contributing to the positive, um, the positive side of of uh, the visual environment. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's kind of a critique that it's across the board to me. It's like, wow. In general, most stuff. I don't go. I don't see many buildings or many environments where I just like am, am truly inspired by them mm-hmm. and it's a rarity where you're like wow that is just an amazing thing or amazing place yeah and um so I guess that's a little bit but then it gets dark and the lights come on and then you're like a little more inspired maybe because mm-hmm. you can't see all the ugliness anymore that's, that's part of it it's <laughs> part of it and it's the night and the song also touches on you know smoky rooms and neon and those the mystery or kind of a neat you know a, something that's nice about uh, yeah, the the nighttime. So yeah, and going along with this theme of like a dystopia, I feel like there's definitely like a visual element that you know when when an artist tries to portray this sort of like dystopian future, it's always like gray concrete buildings, like nothing's good to look at. 
Like they don't have dystopians and I mean they don't have architects in a dystopian future, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's no time to think about how pretty a building is when the whole world is crumbling apart. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just about two cents. <laughs> and not all of your music is uh inspired by like dystopian. Yeah, not everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I feel like it's definitely an important theme to uh, create art about. It is. It, it, just, it just comes out naturally. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think one of the like nicest things anybody's ever written about uh, our music was um, Grayson Curran, that review he wrote uh, that talked about the uh, ramshackle riff rock. Wasn't that, wasn't that oh, Grayson who wrote, wrote that? It. I don't think he wrote it, but I think somebody, I forget the name, uh, yeah, ramshackle riff rock, and 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 ha- with the <laughs> I, think, I think the I think low the, the phrase was with the, with the enthusiasm of the best kind of low stakes enterprise. I oh, mean, man. really, like despite Got some it. of these uh, some of these like uh, dystopian themes or kind of wit, like almost wistful things that are in the music. I mean, we're having a ton of fun, yeah. and that's the thing. Like when you come see us yeah. play live, it really is just a whole lot of fun. I, mm-hmm. I can say for me, definitely mainly because I play the drums and it's the best instrument. Uh, every time I play the drums, I'm, I just am much, much happier than before I played the drums. Uh, and it, it's a, it's a great, a great feeling, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of create something together and have it come together. But more importantly, to not take it so seriously that you're up there kind of stiff and trying to get it perfect. Yeah, like exactly. really in the moment, you know? Yeah. You really lose a lot. Yeah. It's that great. Way. It's really great. Well, if you want to see this energetic, music then you're in luck because poinsetta is playing a live show tomorrow evening at school kids records in mission valley raleigh north carolina they will be playing with love utter yes (laughs) the super benefit of the school kids shows is you don't have to stay up till 1 a.m to see live music Uh, oh yeah starts at seven we go on at eight Mm-hmm. Um, they have a nice little bar there. They have a nice bar. bar. And yeah, you can buy a record. You can say that, but they so. do have beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, School Kids really has it going on. They've been having a lot of events lately. They do like documentary showings, mm-hmm. and it's a record store. Yep, it is. They like uh, clear out the racks for the shows. I don't even know if they do that. I think they just. Oh, you think it's just an open yeah, space? They just put you at the end. They just put you on the stage at the end of the at the, end of the <laughs> aisle. It, it's they might of, clear out something. It's kind of a much. dream come true because you get to be in a record store making as much noise as possible, mm-hmm. which you've always wanted to do yeah. your whole life, and they actually let you do it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. So unusual. Usually, yep. you're just like whispering to your friends. That's right. Like music softly playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And I also heard a rumor that they will be selling your new album at School Kids. They, they will. We'll have, we'll have both albums. We'll have oh, the nice. old one, we'll have the new one. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a limited press of the new album. These are hand-stamped. That's right. Limited edition of 100. Yeah, so definitely keep an eye out for that. There's only like 97 of them left. Uh oh! So. <laughs> <laughs> Have we touched on all of Vince's, I'm just kidding. Vince's <laughs> other, other peripheral skills that you bring to the table in this interview? Oh, let's not do that. I think we should. <laughs> I mean, so the so the artwork uh, on both albums is created by Vince, uh, and is is really remarkable. I mean, just mm-hmm. you know, that, that he has the ability in the first place and takes the time uh, to do that. And for the 
amazing recording uh, by Mark Paulson on the first album, which which sounds amazing. But on the second album, uh, it was self-recorded, but um, a majority of the kind of technology behind it was was you know Finley and Vince did all of it, and wow. uh, Vince even made some ribbon mics, uh, <laughs> like actually made them, yeah. <laughs> which is a hard That's thing true. to do. Um, and uh, this guy's a like forever tinker with all kinds of things, and as far as I can tell, can really pretty much do anything in the world. Uh, he spends time on. Uh, and so that, in that way, they're really, really personal and wow. pretty, pretty amazing. So, so do you, so you self, <laughs> I mean, so you self produce your music? Oh yeah. Yeah. They, well, in terms of the, uh, the recording mm-hmm. on the, on the, on the most recent album. Yes, we did all that. Nice. Um, what program do you use? I, that is just done on GarageBand. What? Believe it or not. Yeah. That's impressive. I mean, we have good mics, decent mics, and a a, a decent um, I guess it's a what's it, what is it called? The I have no idea. What do you call it Finley? Finley knows the input. Oh, the audio interface. Yeah, the interface. The interface oh yeah, yeah. Those decent. like red things, the light the AI the... for short audio interface. Yeah, audio interface. I don't know. I, mean, I don't think ours is red, but it's a it's a decent it's a it's decent like... eight track input eight inputs, and you know the cool thing about yeah, anything. Yeah. Anything that you're doing digitally, it's like, as, as long as your computer has enough power, you can do as many tracks as you want. Mm-hmm. It's not like the old days with the four track, which is how we used to record, where it's like four limited tracks with a lot of hiss. Um, <laughs> you can do a pretty, you could probably do like what professionals were doing 25 years ago. Mm, absolutely. With what, <laughs> what you can do right here on, on your desktop now. Definitely. So it's, it's just amazing. It really... I feel that with that recording, it could have been better. Like we could have done more with just what we had, and it's probably more my lack of, um, you know, not knowing really how to push everything, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe a time factor thrown in there somewhere too. But uh, it's just what you can do with your ears, really. Yeah. You know, what you what you hear. Man, we've really talked this music up now. I'm feeling it's going to be really disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a great show. I'm sure a lot of people are going to show up. It's going to be tomorrow at School Kids Records. If you're interested, we've been playing music by Poinsettia all afternoon. Um, How about we keep playing a couple more tracks? Um, Any recommendations? I would say play Velvet Cloak and maybe we'll play Sincerely since we talked about it. Cool. Yeah. This is off the first album first we album. did. Stay tuned. Here is Velvet Cloak by Poinsettia. WKNC. You are tuned into the local beat. We are interviewing Poinsettia right now, a band from Raleigh. Uh, You were just listening to their song Sincerely off of their first album. Um, Is it just a self-titled album? It is the first one, yep. And you guys are just talking about how you recorded it all in one day? That we did on that album, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a rainy day in September, and we were at my buddy Mark's house, Mark Paulson, down the street, and... We might have loaded the equipment in the day before. I can't remember, but basically, yeah, we recorded it all in one day. And then I want to say I went back and overdubbed a few things on guitar and then vocals, maybe in one more day or half a day. And wow, he he mixed it for a while. It took him some time to mix it after. So but. why the rush? 
Just you're paying somebody. Oh, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. So, okay, he's a paid buddy. Okay, so yeah, in my mind, yeah. I was like, oh, you're just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> like we, had, we had pulled all of the money from our lucrative gigs. Oh, yeah. Uh, and had a certain amount of dollars hey. to work with and yeah. even had to chip some, some money in. Mm. Yeah. After all that. Uh, so, yeah, this time. But it also, it was actually kind of fun to, like, have it be Some about ur- urgent and like yeah. kind of get in there. This is we're going to record all day until it's good, um, and uh, kind of make it a event instead of dragging it out. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, that is one of the benefits. Is just you kind of you get in there and you want to knock it out, take it, yeah, you know, do as good as you can in a certain amount of time. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Just getting it done. Yep. Feels good at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Nice. Well, if you enjoyed the music you've been hearing, um, Poinsettia will be playing a show tomorrow evening at School Kids Records at Mission Valley in Raleigh. They'll be playing with Love Utter, and Love Utter goes on at 7 p.m. And then when are you guys supposed to get on? Should be 8. 8. Nice. So, yeah, that's a good thing to hit up. Uh, They have a bar at... um, school kids so pro tip um great place if you haven't been there i would definitely recommend tell the listen how about we tell the listeners where they can find your music online or your presence online so yeah you well we have a facebook page we have instagram and instagram twitter yeah, I didn't even know we had Twitter. We have Twitter, I guess. Um, you can find us on all the normal digital outlets like Spotify and iTunes. Apple Music. Apple Music, mm-hmm. yeah. Everywhere. But Everywhere. Both, both albums you, are there. Yeah, if you do a search, you'll, you'll, it'll come up. And the only, I think you can purchase stuff through through, through a lot of those too. And then there's the, the limited edition um, CD that we have that's been hand printed is only available at school kids records in Raleigh. Ooh. So tomorrow is your opportunity listener. Yeah. Or from us at a show at a live show. Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. Do you have any other merch? Do you have like t-shirts? Not currently. Okay. Not currently. We need stickers. No, we don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a sticker once you make one. <laughs> we'll, we'll drop some off. Stickers are cool. Uh, cool. Well, are there any shout outs, uh, that you guys would like to make Mm. or last minute knowledge drops? Just come check, come, come see us play. Uh, well, one thing we will be playing a probably handful of new songs, songs that aren't on either of those records so if you want to get a sneak peek of the stuff we've been working on um i want to say four or five probably of the songs are not even recorded yet wow so so that's like enough material for a new album it is because we've also got other things that we're writing too nice so a third album is actively in the works it is yes it is in the works within the next six months probably right yeah yeah for sure hopefully to be recorded this summer nice big things coming around i think i think i think two worthwhile shout outs are uh one to mark for recording the first album so yeah so good um buddy mark and uh and then two uh to vince's household we practice there (laughs) religiously once a week 
uh, <laughs> and and it's loud. It's real loud, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes they're there. And so that's a uh, that's just a real. That is it's true. nice to have a space, nice. a reliable space to work in. Crucial. Um, and then the other thing that I I just wasn't aware of at all is you know when we we've played it seven or eight different clubs in Chapel Hill and, and Raleigh mainly. Uh, and just the folks who work at those places, uh, especially the folks who uh, are responsible for sound, mm. pretty remarkable. Uh, what are your favorite venues? Uh, I mean, for me, that you guys have for played me at. personally, I, th- I think we kind of agree on this. Um, the, two, the two spaces that I thought it was easiest to play and hear each other and that we got feedback, that they sounded really good. Uh, have been um, in Raleigh, uh, Poor House and Deep South. Mm. Um, and then really Deep South, the sound there is really great playing on stage. Uh, nice. And then we had the amazing opportunity to play at the Cat's Cradle Back Room oh. uh, one time. I which, love uh, that which place. Which was a starstruck moment for sure for us. But uh, Yeah, man, nice. The, I mean, it was like a hour-long sound check and really oh, like yeah. dialed it Super in. Pro. And when you play, you know, when you play in a setting like that, uh, you, you, you play better. You know, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like pro. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, everywhere we've played, um, I love Cave, Neptune. One of my favorite places to play is Slim's. Uh, just, you know, it's just uh, such a, a small, exciting space. Mm-hmm. And people are right up there in your face, which is really fun. Um, yeah, I mean, everywhere we've played, we haven't played a place we didn't enjoy. Wow. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. People just take care of you and, uh, you know, you know. I don't think they're making much money. We're certainly not making any yeah. money. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's people love doing it. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a good crews that, that, that work at those places. So, yeah, that's a great shout out. Nice. Yeah, the scene is very much alive. And thank you guys for contributing to it. And you. Thank you. And, oh, thanks. And you, thank yeah, you, DJ Sparrow, for having us. Aww. And WKNC also. And for playing really playing local music. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for years, yep. and you guys do a great job at, at supporting the local music scene. So Aww. y'all keep doing what you do. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, that's our goal here at WKNC. So thank you for listening. Unfortunately, this is the end of our interview with Poinsettia. Thank you guys for coming in again. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're out of luck, but you still have a chance to catch them tomorrow night at School Kids Records in Mission Valley, off of Avent Ferry, Raleigh, of course. Um, And that's it, folks. This has been the Local Beat, a special summer edition, and we'll be back for you regularly next semester. Um, Here is some music for you now. Uh, This is some Exodus. This is WKNC 88.1 Raleigh.